WG, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. NBA free agency starts at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. Of course, there's been lots and lots of talking behind the scenes. Washington could be pursuing Alex Caruso. Taking away some of the Lakers' depth there. I've seen that. You're reading The Athletic? Yep, there's the story right now. <laughs> Whole list of deals. The I, Ball Brothers together again in Charlotte. I can tell when you're focused on something. It's usually that. Evan Fournier isn't coming back to Boston. All right, but you have something that matters to Jazz fans. Yeah. Golden I, State Warriors, this huge X factor. Oh, championship experience. Clay Thompson's been out two years getting him back. Steph Curry looked awesome. He just needs a little help. He was killing it last year. Everybody knew it was coming and nobody could stop it but they didn't have enough around him. Well, I can tell you Michael Thompson, his son Clay Thompson, is looking really good. I saw him riding a bike on the Strand in Manhattan Beach. Oh, that's it? That's the big tip? <laughs> Clay Thompson looks good just, riding a bike? Just the way he was riding the bike, yes. You could tell he had it. <laughs> he rides a bike like a big-time athlete. Yeah. It's because he's a big-time athlete. He was riding the bike. He looked healthy. He was with a lady. And I saw him coming. He was heading north, veered off into one of the uh, streets up to, I assume, his house. I don't know that. Those houses cannot be touched for, geez, right, the closer to the water, anything under five. I think Dan Tony had one right on the strand. He sold for $29 million. hey <laughs> The heck did he sell it for? For $29 million. hey <laughs> uh, He was going back east. Uh, well, I don't know. He seemed like he's had 100 jobs now. Uh Yes. Over the last several years, I can't. Was it the Knicks? Did he did he coach them for a while? He was Somebody. an assistant. He was. Did he sell it when yeah, he was a Knicks a head coach? Oh, okay, so not when he went back to be Brooklyn's assistant. Right. No. But he was a Knicks head coach at one point. He was the Rockets head coach at one point. Yeah. He was the Suns head coach at one right. point. Right. But it was the after the Lakers. Oh the yeah, Lakers. I left that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was after that, and I saw that he sold it for twenty nine million dollars. So I've seen a number of guys. Your pro types uh, hanging around Manhattan Beach area. You name it, I've probably seen them walking around there. Saw Steve Nash body surfing. Oh, your guy Trevor Hoffman there once. Uh, Pau Gasol. And so the other day I saw Clay Thompson. I saw Richard Jefferson. Uh, I stopped and talked to him a couple years ago. Former jazz man turned yeah. broadcaster. His broadcasting career is going very well. Yeah, it really has. And it's continuing to go, which I knew. You knew right from the start. Launched it on Talking Sports. Picking sure NCAA tournament games. <laughs> Got a call from Jazz PR. Got a guy who wants to be on yeah. your Sunday night show. What? Well, that's all it takes for me to get my gig back? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't get paid. <laughs> I'm making a phone call, too. Suck. He was really good the first time. He just had it. Saw him. So I expect the Warriors to be a contender this next season. Certainly. Uh, Second tier or top well, tier? To the point where they can beat you in the postseason, and that's all that matters. They may not be a contender for all four rounds, but they can beat But they beat can take you. out anyone. If you draw them in the first round, you're sweating bullets. Second Tough series. round, whatever round. Each round after that think, means well, they're that much better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I assume the West is going to be back. That no one's going to get a free pass in the second round. I mean, the West is <laughs> that's not going to happen. I agree. Yeah, you might get one in the first round. Jazz got the Grizzlies; they weren't ready to win. 
Well, if you're one and eight, you should. Right. But at but two that, and seven, yeah. that was a six game series right, right. that was impacted by multiple injuries to both teams. Right. So I, I get one and eight, or in this case it was nine with this play in. I'm ambivalent if they want to keep the plan. I really don't care. I thought it was overhyped, but for those people who get paid by the NBA to endorse the NBA, they're going to say it's the greatest thing at the time. And I was fine with it. It added a little extra drama. Fine. In the final analysis, Memphis was gone. In the final analysis, those teams are going to be gone. But it does seem to prevent... Those teams have something to play for as far as a home game and the owner can make money. And so it seems to slow down the dumping of games. Great. It'll still happen, but it slows it down. Well, what it won't slow down is the teams at the top resting guys. Nope. Won't slow that down. I think. And teams 14 and 15, you're whatever. You're out of it. Right. So I don't... Uh, it, the You're paying $100 or whatever it is to go see a game, and star XYZ isn't playing. Who cares what's happening at the other end of the standings? It doesn't... Uh, the issue of them not playing anywhere close to the full schedule is still there no matter how you trump up the bottom of the standings. And I think that's the far bigger issue than which teams get in and which teams don't get in because those teams that do get in, they're only going to be there for a short time anyway, as we saw. But if they want to do it, no problem. I've got zero problem to do it. I just don't think it's the it's that big of a deal. If they didn't want to do it, I wouldn't care either way. Uh, because I'm expecting the number one team to beat the eight or nine or ten, whoever it is that gets in there, and my percentages of being right are going to be extremely high <laughs> in that case. Good call, boss. Right. So, but do it if it adds a little more excitement. I'm all for it. I, I no no problem there. Uh, I just don't really care what's going on at the bottom. I'm focused that especially because the only time that comes into play is in this case, instead of being in May, it'll be in late March and April, right? And I'm so focused on what's happening at the top end of the standings at that point, as opposed to worrying about the bottom end. Uh, but if you're in there, and I think it was a, it was a, the, the ideal scenario, getting the Warriors in there and have them go out in the first round, I don't think it would have done much for the Warriors because even though they are... Uh, a team in transition, they weren't playing a lot of young players at that time because Wiseman was out, right? So most of their guys that they were playing were older guys, so I don't know that they could benefit from the experience. But nevertheless, clearly Memphis is going to benefit from that experience. I don't think there's any question about that. And people are going to be excited to see Memphis, if you're a Memphis fan, because they competed and Morant looks like a you know, very, very good player. So that worked for them. That was the best case scenario, even though Memphis wasn't the bigger name, but you're looking for a team that's on the come. The Warriors were just, they're sort of. They were treading water, and, waiting for Clay Thompson yeah, to get right. back and for young guys to grow up or a chance to add more pieces. Who do they get with a mid level exception? Who do they get? I don't know that. But see, that, that, that's a different situation for them because guys want shots. So you're going to the Warriors, you're going to get shots? Seems unlikely. Right. Doesn't mean you won't fill Occasional. It. Uh, but you know, w- with the Jazz, you can, they can. That, the, the great thing about it, as I see it, and maybe it's because it's the homer in me, and I want to see it, is that they can clearly define a role for that mid-level thing. So when, or if they choose to use it, when they sign somebody, that person, whoever it may be, an Olenek, a Doug McDermott, 
those players can come in and understand, even though they have yet to play for the team from day one at training camp, they can understand their role because it could be explained in great detail, I would think. That and you could define that, it. But that can't happen with uh, with another elite team, the Warriors or whoever else? No, because guys want shots. So you're going to okay, come in with shots. the Warriors and take shots? You're going to get shots when they go to help on one of their stars and the ball comes to you and you're open, which I would think is what's going to happen if you're a jazz yeah, player we, as well. we can say, man, we need you to be a Jordan Clarkson light. Because we fire it up. We take it. Other teams, I remember uh, Dave Rose when he uh, took over the BYU. He said, everybody says they want to run. Yep. That's a true story. But, but nobody really wants to run because eventually you get tired. Right. You don't really want to. It's hard work to get in that good of shape to always run. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds good, but the you really is, want to pay the price to be able to do it. Well, the Jazz, they take threes, and they take them and take some more of them. They've proven that. I don't know that these other teams, I'd have to look, are they really that committed? So I wonder of a team like the Warriors – how many shots will be there? And plus, they're in they're in transition too. You know what are they going to that be? That to me is the bigger question. The shots will be there for similar shots will be there for different reasons. But they both the Jazz and Warriors will get you in a scramble. And if you can hit open three, at some point your guy is going to have to leave and go help, and you're going to get your chance. But what are they going to be? I think you know the Jazz will be one of the, can be one of those top four teams in the West. Any team can be ravaged by injury. You might be a little more worried about the Warriors staying healthy. They've got older guys, and Clay Thompson hasn't played the last two years. How's his body going to react to a full NBA Great. season? I saw him on the bike. Yeah, okay. You should so see the when pounding... he was pedaling, the form was outstanding. <laughs> I saw him on the bike, and you didn't, and you're jealous. Nope, I'm fine. Well, maybe a little bit, because it meant I would have been at the beach, so I'll give you that. But it was cloudy. I got I, ripped off this I past take it. You still, you still smelled the ocean. You did get ripped off. You didn't get sunshine in 78. I saw one photo, and it was sunshine in 70s, but I didn't know you didn't get that every day. We didn't even come close. We only got it for like uh, two half days. I got agita, man. I wanted to be relaxed. <laughs> I'd come back, and I just, geez, I got to go back. I got to wait a year? Come on, man. Clear. Give me sun. But nevertheless... I think the Warriors will be a they'll be a player. To what level remains to be seen. See, I have far fewer questions when you go down the, the, well, Denver, the roster of teams. The Nuggets the Jazz and the Clippers have fewer questions than anybody. The Nuggets and Clippers question is when do they get their big time players back from their knee injuries, and how are they going to be when they get them back? Right, just because you come back. Yeah, are you coming back January one? Are you coming back? Yeah, March but how do one? I know you, how you're going to be healthy? What, what level of health are you going to be Jamal when you Murray come back? Jamal Murray had it really late in the year. It wouldn't shock me if he didn't play at all. And he's a younger guy, so he should be able to come back. But if they're being careful with him and based on how the year goes, and isn't that what happened with Klee Thompson? They could have brought him back. But it didn't make sense. Uh, yeah, but there are different circumstances there. It is. Uh, the the Nuggets, the Nuggets is. believe that they're in the mix. For good reason. They are in the mix, if they're healthy. Yeah. But Jamal Murray... I think they're kind of on the bottom end of the mix. Jamal Murray's a big piece of the puzzle. He is. Yes, because what you don't want, you don't want to have Porter being a bigger piece of the puzzle than he should be. 
He's not good enough. He's too inconsistent. Maybe he'll get better because he's still young. So maybe I can revise that as the season goes along. But right now, when I look at questions, you bring Conley back, you add a player, which they will, to one degree or another. Right. Not that many questions. What questions do you have? How good a player and how good are they when Rudy sits down? I guess you can say uh, with, to with the Conley level coming of back, a couple of guys who are older, will their skills begin to erode to where it's noticeable? I think that they have enough talent around the perimeter that when Donovan sits, I mean, you miss him because he's Donovan, but they'll still be able to score it. With Clarkson and Ingles and Conley and Bogey, they'll still be able to score it. When Rudy's out, are they going to defend? Or is it going to be a layup drill? Uh, or the only way to stop the layup drill is to pack it in, and now guys are, you know, have wide-open three-pointers. Nobody shoots layups consistently. They don't even want to. They run to the three-point line. They don't even run to the basket. That's why I think they should have made some type of adjustment against the Clippers to see if they would have taken advantage of a potential taking it to the basket. On occasion, yes, but anytime you get a transition, you see two guys on each side, where do they go? They don't even go to the hoop anymore. Spot up. Yeah. High school basketball coaches running the three on two. <laughs> I put that chair there for a reason. It doesn't even. They don't even do it anymore. Run wide. There's <laughs> yeah. that chair. Yeah. Break to the hoop. Yeah. NBA coach shaking his head like. Yeah. I wonder if they've they've transitioned away from that. High school coach turns around and yells at Quinn Snyder. My 16 year old can't shoot like your guys. Okay. These 16 year olds got to go to the bucket. Yeah, but it's a see, different I, game. I think shooting is getting better and better and it better. Is. It is. Because guys are knowing. it's they're, they're growing up with that being every, an integral part of the game. Every time we talk to somebody who's going to see their kids or the grandkids play AU ball, they're all saying that. Like, 12-year-olds go straight to the three-point line. A they've player all, like a watched. Duncan Robinson, or is it Robinson Duncan? It's Duncan Robinson. Duncan he, Robinson. He's gonna, they're saying he's going to get 18 to $20 million a year? Yeah, I read the athletic. Because he can shoot the three. Is that where they had it? Plus percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah, they had it in there. I read the story. You were right. I was reading it. I read their story. I, I didn't know ES- it was in there. I read their story. I read ESPN's story. Yeah. John Hollinger has a nice story up. You can read that thing. That's it's, awesome for yeah. this kid. And what skill does he's tall, obviously, but his three-point shooting. Shoot it. That's what they give you points percent. for. It's, I, th- it's I think all, that's awesome. It's all come full circle. Everything changes. And, and that's a skill you can work on. It's hard to work on your height. It's hard to work on your quickness and those types of things. But if you spend hours in the gym, like Joe Ingles clearly had spent hours in the gym catching the ball at the face level or higher and shooting it. They say, oh, you guys only have to work two hours a day. Yeah, you know the guys who work two hours a day in the NBA? You know what they're called? G League players or unemployed or European players. And, and that's probably a – I shouldn't even say that because those guys are working I'll say unemployed. What they, call you, what they call you is on your way out the door. Yeah. Like, we, if you're not going to work that hard, right. go try somewhere else because we want you here. Right. And G League players and European players are working that hard just to be at that level. you got to work that hard. And so, trying to get in the door to replace a guy who didn't work that hard. Yeah. And so you can work and practice and hone your shooting if you put in the time over and over and over again. Somebody like Joe, clearly when he catches that ball to his left side and it's above, it's about eye level, he doesn't have to take it down anymore. He just takes it and shoots it. And that was just, that's through repetition. That's practice 
who knows how many hours he's put in to practice. He probably doesn't even know. All he knows is he did a lot, a lot of it. Of it right. And now he's able to have that skill. So I think it's great that you could overcome some lack of inherent natural, so-called natural ability to work yourself in. And this Duncan Robinson kid is a classic example. He's going to get 18 to 20 million good on him because he's got that skill. And so that's why that's where I think that the Jazz are going to go with that mid-level is to find somebody who can make that shot. If he is a little deficient on the defensive end, well, you're probably not going to get an all-star at that price anyway. So it's, you know, give a little, take a little type thing here. What does he add? Yeah, he's got some weakness that they're going to have to address, but no team out there is perfect by any stretch. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll get you up to speed on everything you missed. There's some college football out there for you today, in addition to NBA free agency, and we'll get to that next. Stay with us. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30, presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON, on your home of the the best college football coverage in Utah. 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Do you have an ideal time frame for naming a starter to help you get ready for the season? Oh no. Games are starting quarterback. I think I've said that. So there's no ideal time frame. That's the guy. I'm tired of dealing with you people. Bill Belichick with the Patriots media right there. The most eloquent he normally is right there. Well, I think that I had heard that in longer form, and it's talking about the reporter was saying, well, you said that competition is open. Now you're saying that you've named the starter. Uh, where do we go with this? So he's trying to sort of like catching him and didn't make complete sense, but it does look like uh, that Mac Jones at some point will play, but for now it's Newton, and we'll see Newton. I haven't given up on him yet. Maybe he can, maybe he can get better and with a full training camp and so forth, uh, be better than he was last season. I think that's true, but how much better? Because he's been to a Super Bowl, and obviously the Patriots have won a bunch of them, so he could be better, and maybe they can a winning record and be a wild-card team, but is that enough for either one of them? It'd be better. You want to get better, so... Well, yeah, I mean, when you're in a division with Zach Wilson, the best you're going to hope for is second place. <laughs> he says leaving out the Bills. <laughs> yeah. The overwhelming pick I'm not to win leaving the division. out the Bills. I'm slotting them where they should be. Sell it. You're glad to be back, aren't you? <laughs> He's a Jersey boy now. These vacations are hard on you. <laughs> He's coming back to where he belongs. You watch Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Don't think I didn't make a pit stop when I went through Vegas. <laughs> well, you made a pit stop. But that was just because all that Coke Zero you'd been drinking on the drive. I'm telling you, man. You mark my words. Mark my words. PK's quoting his mom now. NFL Rookie of the Year, Z-Dub. Yak, find the odds on those before this segment is up, will you? I don't need no stinking odds. I got eyeballs. That gives me odds. Believe me, I have some big eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I see. 
I seen. <laughs> That's a pro football news, a little college football news. Your favorite part of Pac-12 Media Day that you Lunch? enjoyed the most? No. <laughs> yeah, what was on the menu this year? A uh, little, little Italian. I sat next to Dennis Dodd, but he was busy talking, so I didn't, I didn't talk to him. Uh, my favorite part? You got your you got your theory vindicated and validated. Oh, I asked Keaton Slovis about it being too hot in Arizona in Phoenix because he's a Phoenix kid. And he said absolutely, but I already <laughs> knew that. I know you knew it, but you like hearing it out of the mouth of the USC quarterback who's from Arizona. See, I'm right. Genius. Well, I already knew it. They leave in droves. Your second favorite part. What did you learn? That either maybe devalued a team or uh, maybe pumped them up in your mind. You're like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to take these guys a little more seriously. Oh, every single one of them. Because it's nothing but optimism that day. There's no negativity. Everybody's there to pump up what they've got. And they believe. You look at this these programs now. Darrell's in his second year. He's such a good dude. It's hard not to root for him. Uh, he really, because he was going to come, and then he couldn't come, and then he made sure he came back and circled back, mm-hmm. so he did it. And he's such a top-of-the-line guy. You already know that. Uh, so everybody thinks they've got a shot. Uh, to what level? A shot to improve no, I from. Think that they think so they, Oregon State and Washington State, they're not saying they have a shot to win the league. They're saying they have a shot. Well, Winning record, bowl eligible, which should be I, a step forward. I, they're not Rolovich saying they don't have a shot, though. Himself. I mean, you look at the North and everybody wants to pick Oregon. Who's their quarterback? Well, Brown played a little bit last season, but is he going to – they're not even saying he's definitely – he's going to be the starter going into camp, but they're not even saying he's going to be the starter coming out of camp. And I realize you don't you don't you want to say that too much because you want to allow for competition. But we all know Keaton Slovis is going to be the starter going into camp. He's going to be the starter going out of camp. That's fact. And your boy Dave Fox, when he listened to the, the uh, guy. interview that we did with Clay Helton, he's asking about Jackson Dart. Texted me. I said, I already did. This is you're hearing a tape version. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say about Jackson Dart for the people who didn't hear it? Promising. Not this year. Unless there's injuries, yeah. But we talked to I talked to Slovis a little bit about that, and he likes him too because you know, Slovis was nowhere near going to play, uh, and then uh, JT Daniels gets hurt. Slovis comes in, and then Slovis uh, gets hurt against the Utes right at the start of the game, and then old Matt Fink comes in and. Wins the game. Of course, we were laughing about uh, all of the uh, pro guys just chuck it up to their receivers. <laughs> and, you know, it worked. Yeah. And they got Brew McCoy and Drake London again. And these guys, 6'5", 6'3", 6'4", can move. Uh, you know, I need a program to list all the NFL receivers that SC has put in the last several years. Okay, got, but if, they only hold, if people can only keep one name in their mind, Drake London, he's the real uh, Right deal. now. He's the real deal. Yeah, and they lost a lot. Yeah, they did, but he's the real deal. Yeah, and have a good McCoy's year. McCoy's very good too. Yeah, but you know, just and they got they got SC, some new dudes coming in. The way they throw the ball, they could have three or four guys who everybody has everybody's name down because they've all been making a bunch of big plays. But London's going to be in the group. I talked to Clay Helton a little bit. Oh, we had a little technical glitch 
the power strip went out right as we're getting ready for clay to uh, come on mm-hmm. and so we had to figure out what the issue was and so it was a few minutes and i had to change and clay just sat there he didn't act he didn't go big time. Chip Kelly might have been disgusted. <laughs> Started looking at his watch. Uh, but Clay sat. That's one of the reasons I love Clay Helton. He didn't big time anybody. And I was talking to him about this this enormous pressure. And uh, just we were sort of laughing about it. And even Slovis acknowledged, you know, if you're not throwing for 400 yards, even if you win, what's wrong? And it's so unrealistic, the expectations. I don't know that they can match them and meet them because the world of college football has changed so dramatically back in chasing the glory days of SC. Uh, But I expect them to be really good. I I understood why they were picked number one in the South. To me, it was a no-brainer that they should be picked number one. Now, that's just a preseason poll. doesn't necessarily mean anything, and the Utes are going to have something to say about it. When do they play? I think October 9th. October 9th in the Coliseum. That's just a massive, massive game. Wish I could be there for that one. That's going to be such a big-time game. So much is going to be at stake. Got them both undefeated going into that game? I don't have their schedules memorized between now and then, or, uh, you know, once they get into conference you're speaking of. Uh, yeah, I, I assume you're speaking conference. USC opens with San Jose, who's coming off their oh, conference great, great title season. season. Great season, yeah. They got Stanford at home. Yeah, they always play them early now. Their first road game is a Washington State. I'd probably go 3-0, and yeah. But Stanford, Stanford, to me, is an intriguing team, too. Home to Oregon State at Colorado. And I don't, need, I don't even know what the Utes got. Between uh, the what their conference schedule, they got a bye, so that's good. I know they have that they, bye. Before it's Weber, BYU, San Diego State. They just play Washington State, take a bye, and play USC. So will it be five and zero versus four and zero, or does BYU or Stanford step in there? Well, and upset the Apple Cup. I assume the undefeated in the non-conference, but I don't. It doesn't. That doesn't really matter. Uh, is the, the important thing is that they go one and zero. That's the most important thing yeah, when they go into that game. It is. The other uh, stuff is window dressing, but it makes it sexy if they're both unbeaten. Oh, yeah, especially for the Utes since they're not playing a Power Five. Uh, and they basically they don't even play a true road game. Because I don't think going to Provo is a true road game. And playing the Aztecs and Carson is not a true road game. Absolutely not. So <laughs> they don't even, in my mind, they don't they don't really have a road game in the manner that we think of road games. Get on a plane, fly somewhere, go into a hostile environment. Nope. Bussin' and your fans will be in their corner and probably scattered all over the stadium. And the next place will be... Yeah, and it works both ways. If BYU's playing at Rice-Eccles, I would... I don't think it's not a true road game I would say the same thing. Uh, So... Uh, that'll be a tough well, game, but not we'll have, not the true road game. We can drive ourselves nuts with the comparative scores of how they both played Washington State because that'll be their common opponent going into that game. That's a great early conference season matchup. L- love that game, and that that they've had some great games, particularly down there. The Utes have been right there on the cusp of winning and haven't been able to do. It. They're going to do it. I mean, they're not going to be zero and one hundred over the next two hundred years. Of uh, playing football. You can be the first Utah team to win in the Coliseum. Yeah. You've earned it. Go get it. They're going to do it. I mean, obviously. But are they going to do it this year? I don't know. I don't know. Now we'll have a lot more evidence uh, to be able to make more realistic predictions. That's why I think think preseason predictions of individual games 
are a waste of time. Even sometimes during the week of the game, they're not necessarily all that revealing or true. But nevertheless, when you get to the week of the game, you have a much better feel for everything. Trying to make something uh, a prediction in October and August just seems like a complete and total waste of time. Too many variables, which we went into earlier this morning. All these transfers to recruiting classes to have breakout stars in. So there could be a lot of players playing who really don't have much of a track record. Doesn't mean they aren't good. But they will at that point. We'll know what the running back spot is for Utah. We'll know how the quarterback job is looking. Four games in, we should have a better idea. You know, yeah. And of course, we'll, you're also at the part of the year where then the injuries start piling up, and there could be some fresh faces in there. Next man up, buddy. Absolutely. What do you think about injuries? Who cares? <laughs> Starting a channel. It sucks. It sucks for the, the kid. Five ten, two hundred and twenty-seven pound former linebacker. Kyle Whittingham. Yeah, Mr. Big Shot. The Cavs. Yeah, oh yeah, he thinks he's all that. He should have played for the Cleveland Cavs. <laughs> for the Utes, big games back-to-back. SC and Arizona State, mid-October. No, gigantic, yeah. The top two Overwhelming opponents in the South. You come out of that 3-0. Yes. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah, without question. That's going to be hard to... Now, they got the Devils here, right? Because they didn't get to play down there last year. Uh, That's fact. Edison, yeah. home to issue. That's great, man. You should get, get the two guys out early. Other stuff we talked about today, free agency. We both think it's way more likely than not that Mike Conley ends up back in Utah. Can't guarantee there won't be a curveball, but it seems like everybody's best play. There's just no way he wants to drive another route that he doesn't know. You'd love that. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard ends up back with the Clippers. Chris Paul ends up back with the Suns. Kawhi Leonard, he may retire. Who knows? He's an odd duck. (laughs) He also may not be available until midway through the season. Oh, I wouldn't think he would be. Or later. Yeah. Yeah, midway seems optimistic. Does to me. Yeah. You don't know how partially the partially torn ligament is, which I suppose could shorten it. Uh, yeah, but they were always cautious with him to begin with. Absolutely. So now you've got a real reason to be cautious, or you got a new reason, a current reason. And so with that in we're, mind... We're not going to find out, but you know there have been all kinds of talk about him and ongoing nagging injuries going back to San Antonio. You know, is this something that's been partially torn and strained on and off, dating all the way back to the Spurs, and now he's done it and it's worse? Or is this brand new and not linked to anything that happened in San Antonio? The one constant is he's not playing 82 games. The one constant, Ray, is baseball. If I offer you Kawhi Leonard, 45 games over or under, what do you say? I just pick 45 because it's a little more than half the season. I think you take the under. All right. Well, you didn't even give me a chance to ask. I was answer. predicting what you would say. You can answer whatever you want. I'd, I'd wash. I'm going right at 45. <laughs> <laughs> right on the fence. How does that feel? It hurts. He's going right there. Right there at 45. 
Uh, he probably needs about 25, 30 games to get ready for the postseason. That sounds good. But how often does that pay off? How often does a champion have a star player who played 25 or 30 games? I know, but if that's the circumstances, you may not. I'm not it may saying, not be an option. That's not the ideal thing, but they may have no choice to do that. Now, I agree with you. I would think the Lakers. Well, and we the thought Suns that with the, the Lakers Jazz. this last year. Get LeBron and AD back. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And would that have worked? Maybe it would, but AD got hurt again, so we'll never know. They he, didn't have their guys. He's injury prone, to say the least. Now I don't see how you can argue that. Which is why I think that they're. I don't think LeBron will win another title. How about that? Unless he realizes and comes to his senses. And signs with the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's finishing his career with the Lakers. Looks How like can it. they put enough around him? Yeah. And you told a fabulous story, frightening, different. A lot of people were caught in flooding, and a lot of people have stories. I mean, the the video from uh, I think it was was it Liberty Park or Sugar House Park or both. Um, I retweeted it so you can check out David DJ James. Uh, there, there was some hideous video. Downtown, there was some dude kayaking. There was so much water on city streets, there was a guy kayaking. So there's water everywhere. But Cedar City, and there's a bunch of horrible stories out there, and a bunch of people are flooded everywhere. So not to minimize what anybody else went through, but Cedar City looked like they got it as bad as anybody, or worse. Yeah, all of a sudden, And man. guess who was driving back from SoCal? Me and the old lady. There it is. Yeah. Had to come to a stop on the freeway, and you could see this water coming down from the top down a little hill, and then also along the side of the freeway, and it was racing right towards where we were on the freeway, and it's like, all right, this water is going to come on the freeway, going to be on the road. There's no question it's going to be on the road. To what level? And you can't drive past it. No, you stopped. You, you're you're in. You're literally stopped on the freeway. There's the tons cars of cars in front behind of you, you. Tons of cars are in front of you. So you're not going anywhere. No. And the water's coming for you. And you can see it. You look over to your right, and you can see it coming down a hill, just gushing down like a faucet on full speed, full velocity. And you're thinking that water's coming on the freeway. What's going to happen here? Is this car going to turn into a canoe? And then I look over, and a bunch of people start crossing the median. I look over, honey, darling, what should we do? I said, well, I think I'm going to cross the median, too. So we did. So is the median all muddy? Or is it, I don't know what it is there. Because in some places, there's like two raised roads, one northbound, one southbound, and it's just dirt in between. Fortunately, where we were was one of those things that... Uh, law enforcement can use. Ah. So like a little path. The, yeah. the land bridge. So that was maybe 15 yards ahead. So I thought about going across, but it dropped down and there was water in there. And you think you're going to get stuck. And I think that's okay, not good. Yeah. If I'm, <laughs> good. Then we're doomed. Whereas I can wait and the cars were going one by one. So you're going to have two. your chance to go on that. And I, unfortunately, the cars are going two by two in a flood. That was clever yeah. what you did there. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, you want good. cars in the future. <laughs> and so fortunately for us, we were close enough that I gauged that I can get to that before the water comes over on the road, which is exactly what happened. And then by the time this this was just seconds, maybe two minutes 
then when I made the decision we're crossing that I could go across the where the where the police would go or the sheriffs would go got in the southbound lane got off the freeway waited it out for about 45 minutes and then got on was going to go highway 91 i think or road 91 or road 90 or something but that was closed off police had no, they had cones and and blinking lights and then we went on 120 no 130 did i say it was 130 i think it was through uh, so it was one thirty. Minersville, some dink town, at least fifteen miles west of I fifteen, and then caught I fifteen north, went underneath the I fifteen bridge. The creamery was right to your right in Beaver, and then got on, went on Main Street, and got on that way. And uh, so it took about uh, uh, probably about ninety minute delay. Under the circumstances, not bad. Left at like 3.15, got home about a little after 8, which wasn't too bad under the surface. There were places that got an inch of rain in like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm sure that one did, yeah. Yeah. And it was coming down big time. You don't get that kind of rain in the west. You get it more in the east. I'm familiar with that in the east. Uh, But to that intensity, was Mother Nature was very, very impressive. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. Quit spending time sorting pills. Call Ochre Mountain Pharmacy today and have them sort and deliver your custom prescription blister packs free of charge. Call them at 801-252-1000. That's Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. Your feedback, PK, you mentioned uh, Kelly Olenek in a question this morning with Dan Feldman, NBA writer for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. I thought that was strangely specific. I brought that up with you, and Jeremy Fairbanks tweets at us, Olenek, question mark, interesting, exclamation point. I think he is. For what they need, what they want, what his skill set is. Ryan says, I hope the chatter he's hearing is for Olenek on the vet minimum and not the MLE. The Jazz should be spending their MLE, middle-level exception, on a wing, not a backup center. Isn't he a wing, too? And you got mm. some wing skill? He shoot the three? What, what's your definition of wing, I guess, I guess these it, days? The, the ability to guard an athletic 6-7 guy, and he's not going to do that. So he's kind of an old-school 4-5 combo so guy. So you want him to lock down Paul George now? <laughs> well, preferably. And you're going to get him the minimum. Yeah, sure, right? <laughs> because he wants to be here. It's a chance to win a championship. Does he throw 100 miles an hour, too? <laughs> yeah. And he's going to give him more homers than a Tani oh, on geez. the minimum. Come on, man. It hurts my voice to try to make a break like that. And then you were talking to uh, Rhino about, uh, you were talking about bringing in guys to shoot, and you know what you get with the Jazz, because they'll shoot the three, and Rhino says too many shooters, not enough shots. Oh, I like it, yeah. He didn't tag you, he tagged me, so I would see it, and he tagged Jake, so Jake would play this silly little song. What a silly little song, that's one of Johnny Lightfoot's best uh, creations, man. Johnny, because I like you, I was, a, seriously, 100%, I was about to say that stupid song. I thought, no, I like Johnny, I'll call it silly, because I like Johnny. So I called it silly. And I know Johnny worked hard on that, and we appreciate Johnny trying the to make hit? the show better. Although, Johnny could make it better. <clears throat> not at my expense, Johnny, if you're listening, was, you know what I mean. He did not mock you. That was not mockation. He tried to make that clear later after he'd seen you'd hurt my feelings. Well, your feelings never should have been hurt in the first place. He... 
I did say that fast. <laughs> upon further, upon second that is, review. That is not edited whatsoever. Uh, I thought you were rapping it. That was about the Celtics. <laughs> and by the way, I was right. They did have too many shooters. They didn't have enough shots. And that thing looked promising and melted down. Nailed it! <laughs> Great. Assign him to a long-term deal. He nailed something about the Celtics. Yep, Jazz fans are impressed. Yeah, I knew you would be. <laughs> now back to our audience. Listening to the Conley discussion, Jeff says, I'm not sure the PK most fans understand this is a binary decision. Do you sign Conley? Or do you sign no one with that money? Jazz can sign one middle-level exception player and as many minimums as they want, whether or not they sign Conley. Yeah, PK did understand that. He was tweaking me, trying to push me in the discussion. And then he came back in another segment and said, I think they should sign Conley. I think they will sign Conley. I think Conley knows he wants to be here. And it's a risk, but it's the prudent risk. There are no guarantees. This is a marriage that both parties want. There it is. Now, I don't know what's eternal. Now, they can't. What's the timeline the on this? Which, we, what do you guys say? What? Stop. stop. <laughs> just, just Stop. <laughs> For time and no, it's ten o'clock. We're done for parts of time. This will go on for eternity, eternity if I don't end the show. That's the lesson here. Very good point. Can Let's you get go. out of it up there? Hands and some Scotty. people get out of it down here. <laughs> <laughs> Things to ponder. We don't really know. I mean, I don't. Maybe you guys do. Hands and Scotty. Everything is so awesome. You don't want to get out of it. Just hit the button, Yaki. <laughs> He's just going to keep doing Come this. Come on, See man. See you tomorrow. <laughs>